Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 196, Guilt and Our Choices, by Ramit Sethi of I'llTeachYouToBeRich.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. What's going on, oldies? Welcome back to another edition of Optimal Living Daily. I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who calls you oldies, but isn't actually calling you old. OLD stands for Optimal Living Daily, if you didn't know. Please don't be offended. You can send all hate mail care of, insert your least favorite person in the world here. Anyway, happy Friday. We haven't heard from Ramit Sethi in a while, at least not on this podcast. It's a little more common over at our brother podcast, Optimal Finance Daily. If you haven't checked out that podcast yet, please do, because supporting that one helps to support this one too. And I think I'll leave it at that. Let's hear from Ramit and start optimizing your life. Guilt and Our Choices by Ramit Sethi of I'llTeachYouToBeRich.com Today, I want to talk about guilt and the weird way it makes people act. In college, I never understood the jackasses who would say they had tons of work to do that they should work and go to the library for 13 hours where they would chat on AIM, read maybe a total of 25 pages, and come back telling everyone they'd been at the library all day. Wipe brow. This smacks of stupidity, and when I saw this, I thank God that he made a tall but frail man, because if I were Mike Tyson's size, there'd be some trouble for everybody. Was it really that they needed that much time to work? If so, God bless them. We all have our own working styles, with some people working faster, some slower, etc. But 99% of the time, I don't think it was that. It was guilt about not working. Guilt is a big old huge issue among people when it comes to getting things done. Why? I've found that guilt is a hugely insidious influence for people, especially people our age. We're making decisions about classes, careers, money, and life because of guilt in a hugely disproportionate way. How many people do you know that major in econ because they're guilty about their parents paying $160,000 for them to attend college? Or they go to law school or choose some particular job because they quote-unquote should? Now, I'll say it again, and this is my last caveat of this essay because I hate caveats. If we choose our path ourselves, great. But if you choose a life path or make a major decision that will affect your life path because of guilt, I want to scream at you. It's not just big decisions either. I know so many people who won't go out on Thursday night because they have a paper due next Wednesday. I should work, they say, in an empty voice that assures they will do exactly the opposite. Will the three hours really make a difference over the next six days? Of course not. 
but they would feel guilty going out, so staying in that night, even if they got nothing done, seems productive. After reading this article and my minutiae essay, hopefully there's a pattern emerging. There's a difference between seeming productive and actually being productive. This is why you never see me quote-unquote studying in the lounge while really talking to 589,368,943 people around me. Or why you never see me in the library sleeping. But you'd also rarely hear me turn down something fun to do work. In fact, lots of people comment how they never see me working at all. It's not that I'm especially smart. It's that I don't engage in unproductive behaviors to assuage my guilt. I'm not unique. The truth is that most of my mentors and really productive peers do the same thing. They don't care what others think about how they should work or live. This is about understanding your goals and ignoring the guilt of your friends, your parents, and everyone else, whether the guilt is real or perceived, whether it's intentional or not. Working style. Lots of people never take the time to learn and accept their own personal working style. For example, I'm writing this at 2.30 a.m. and I'm getting a ton done. But during the day, I watched TV, took a nap, and guilt never entered my mind. Listen, I hate working. I avoid it as much as I can. So I've learned to accept the way I work best. On most days, I spend most of my time reading blogs, sending emails, chatting online, and thinking about strategy stuff. This sounds totally absurd, but when it all comes together, this happens maybe a few times a week, I'm able to knock out lots of work very quickly. A lot of my friends joke about my lifestyle, saying I don't ever work. That's cool and I make fun of myself too. Because really, when your away message says I'm taking a nap and it's 2pm on a Wednesday afternoon, how can you not mock that? But I don't take it seriously because others' expectations of my work style are irrelevant. As long as I get my work done, who cares? And I'll tell you one more thing. I don't feel guilty about my chatting or emailing or visiting friends for lunch. Because while those things seem irrelevant to my work, they actually drive it. Why do you think I don't consider posting on here a waste of time? We all work differently, that's obvious. But if you take the time to honestly nail down how you work best, if you experiment with different methods, if you ask people around you, etc., just imagine how productive you could be over the next 1, 5, 10, 20, and 30 plus years. If you don't decide, guilt will. When I decided to major in STS, Science, Technology, and Society, in college, I was exposed to the wondrous world of guilt. Almost all of my advisors and mentors told me, quote, Oh no, Ramit, you better pick a better major, unquote. Better, I asked. Quote, something that's easier to explain, unquote. Now, that is pretty dumb advice. I don't blame them, that's what they knew. And I could have felt guilty about the money or whatever and said, Ah, oh, they're right, I better major in CS. And then I would have hated my life. Instead, I used STS as a way to open up conversations, because how often do you hear someone that studied technology and psychology? Bam, let's get to know each other. I actually like what I studied, and things have turned out fine. Lots of us are making decisions based on guilt. Not small decisions like whether to go out on Friday or not. Big, huge decisions like what major, where to live, and what job to take. Guilt is a dirty, invisible force that's especially insidious because it's almost always perceived, not communicated. If you feel guilty about something, it may be that your parents or friends made you feel guilty. But just as often, it's you perceiving the guilt and acting on it. And just as often, it's extraordinarily difficult to identify guilt as the root cause of your behavior. Here's what I think. Let's banish the empty quote-unquote should. If you find yourself saying, I should do X, and looking out the window with a thousand-yard stare, either do it right away or forget about it. 
This is tricky because lots of people say they should do really important things like manage their personal finances, and they really should, so use your judgment. I also propose that we think about our choices and ask ourselves why we're making them. If they're because of guilt, tread lightly. People will always want you to do something, and as you get older, more and more people will want a piece of you. Sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're wrong. But if you let guilt invisibly dictate your decisions, you'll just be subject to the whims of other people's desires. Acknowledge the importance of guilt. Decide for yourself. Stop saying should unless you really mean it. And on a related note, take the time to understand your own working style. It makes a big difference in getting things done. You just listened to the post titled Guilt and Our Choices by Ramit Sethi of I'llTeachYouToBeRich.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I personally related to this because I tend to have the same kind of schedule. I'll get in the zone and work really hard, sometimes 8 hours, 10 hours, even 14 hours, maybe with a break for food. But then some days I'm decompressing and lounging. It's just sort of how I operate, so what he said in there made a lot of sense to me. And if you like Ramit's style, you can hear more of him on the podcast Optimal Finance Daily. And Dan, the host, is going to come on in a minute and mention it too, so I won't say much more about it. Except that, again, it helps support this show if you subscribe to that one too. So if you like this idea of bringing you the best content to audio for free, please subscribe to both shows. And I think that does it. Have a happy rest of your Friday. I'll be back tomorrow with a post from David Kane of Raptitude. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.